Hello and welcome back to the Cinema Boat House. My name is Simon Klein, and um, this week was a really rough one for me. Um, I mean, starting from beginning to end, um, I officially changed my major, as I mentioned last week. Um, and my graduation is hopefully going to be scheduled for June of 2023. Um, and my spring 2022 is already um, finalized as of this point. But now that I changed my major, there are only four more classes I have to take between fall of 2022 and spring of 2023, um, which opens the door a lot wider for pretty much anything I want to take. There's a bunch of empty credits that I have to fill. Um, and so one of the classes I was going to take to fill my schedule um, this semester was a psychology 101 class. I mean, I took psychology in uh, high school. Um, I don't have any credit for it. Um, but the only time slot that fit with my schedule for that class um, was like an EDM class either on Sunday or Friday. I'm like, look, I'd rather not have a class on Sunday. I'd rather have a class on Friday. Um, so I'm going to be taking an 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. class on Friday, which is, you know, it's going to be rough, but it is what it is. Um, most of my classes are going to be back in person this semester, so that's nice. Um, so one or two of them are going to be over Zoom or Blackboard Collaborate or whatever they're planning on using for their um, virtual sessions um and then monday morning my grandfather passed away um his hebrew name was moshe shmuel Arye ben abraham um and it's very sad he was sick for a very long time um you know just getting up there in age and he, at one point he had had a quadruple bypass he had a pacemaker in, he had an LVAD in, um, those are an pacemaker and LVAD are two, um, devices that help with heart function. The LVAD, um, helps pump blood in through the heart and the pacemaker helps set the heart's rhythm. Um, and he was just, he's been in rehabs in and out for the last couple of years. He was 80, um, 83, I believe. And... I wasn't entirely sure how to feel, um, because he's not the grandfather I'm closer with. Um, it's not the side of the family I'm closer with, um, especially because there's a whole lot of drama there between my grandfather's wife and my my father and his siblings, because my grandfather's wife wasn't the warmest towards um, the kids who weren't hers, and that separate that separation, um, it kind of lasted through adulthood. I mean, when there were huge family gatherings, obviously we would see each other there. Um, but those started becoming, um, less and less occurring. Um, the funeral was Monday afternoon. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I went, of course. Um, but it was just, it was a very weird time because, and I wanted to grieve him. You know, it's very sad that he's not here. But the way I was feeling didn't feel like I thought sadness was supposed to feel like. You know, I didn't cry. I wasn't. I I kind of slipped back into a mode I hadn't felt in a while, which was just kind of numb. Um, or just very neutral. Um and 
I didn't know if that was because it wasn't affecting me as much as I thought it would, or if it was affecting me more than I thought it would. Um, I don't know. Like, we didn't have a very close relationship. So, yes, it was sad, but not the kind of sadness I thought I would to expect from the passing of a grandparent. Um, and then in the Jewish culture, some of you might know, there's a seven-day period called Shiva, um, Shiva being the Hebrew word for seven, where the closest family members, uh, children, spouses, parents, and siblings, um, which you know includes my father, um, they are in a week-long state of mourning, um, where you know they don't, they I mean, really they don't follow any um, positive commandments for Judaism, or negative commandments for Judaism. No, I believe it's positive that it's a very limited state of worship because during that mourning period, you're not supposed to be happy. And in essence, worship makes you happy. Um, additionally, you cover all the mirrors in a house. Um, you know, you wear torn clothing, you sit in very low chairs, just kind of showing to the world and to yourself that you are in a lesser state of being because of your grief. Um, and then people go to pay their respects um, by being what's called Menachem Avel. Um, Avelus meaning mourning. So Avel are the people in mourning. Um, so I went to be Menachem Avel, my father, on Thursday evening. Um, and it was sad. You know, obviously, it's, it's his father. Um, but I just felt very helpless. But at the same time, not like not like a hopeless helplessness. Like, it wasn't like I was trying to help and couldn't. It was that I didn't know what to do, but also I wasn't expecting to do anything. You know, just being there. Uh, so this, this podcast, I mean... For all for what it's worth is in memory of my grandfather, um, Moshe, Moshe Shmuel Arye Ben Avraham Klein. Um, he was a great man. He was a caterer. Um, you know, he was one of I want to say eleven siblings, um, three of whom have already passed away, two during World War Two, and one from cancer. You know, in I want. I think it was in the Holocaust, or like during the Holocaust, is when that other sibling passed away. But I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, this man was born in Czechoslovakia, a country that no longer exists. Um, and he and his family came to America after the Holocaust. Um, and you know he was a caterer, and two or three of his sons are caterers, and it's just very. Very sad. He had two wives and seven kids, including a stepson. And it's very, very sad. Um, the funeral was wasn't too packed. There were probably about I don't know sixty, seventy people there, and those were just just family members, just 
siblings and children and grandchildren and some a few nieces and nephews but this man had so much family around him until until his last moments he was just constantly surrounded by family um and I loved him very much. Um, but at the same time, I still, like, after the funeral, I still went to work at the high school. And I didn't say anything to anybody. Um, I mean, I had mentioned it to the elementary school people because I told them I was coming into work because of the funeral. Um, but I only told the three people who I had to know. I didn't really tell anyone who didn't have to know at the time. And then I just mentioned it sporadically, you know. Um, one of my tutoring sessions I canceled and I told her why and um, one of the teachers mentioned something and I was like oh yeah you know whatever but like I really didn't post anything on social media about it I didn't make a whole announcement I don't know it just felt like I wasn't sure how I was grieving so I couldn't accept condolences because they felt false to me because my my grief didn't feel real because I couldn't identify it yet. Um, but I don't know. Maybe and like things that happened, like thoughts I had after for a couple of days after, I was like, like I was questioning myself. I was, you know, do I actually think this or is this uh, a reaction? Like, am I, is my thought process being fueled by the grief? And I just can't recognize it. Like, I was questioning every decision I made, every mood I had, every emotion I felt. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I miss you very much, Zaidi. Um, and that was only the first half of the week. On Thursday, um, one of my resource room kids was switched to someone else for Thursdays. So I had a free period from 2 to 2.40. Um, and then I, the second I realized, like, oh, it's 2 o'clock, I have a 40-minute break now, one of the kids within the resource room asked me if I was free at that moment. And, of course, I said yes. So we spent 20 minutes with him, and then he went to his regularly scheduled um, teacher, instructor, helper, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was like, hey, well, I have 20 minutes. Let me go get myself some food, and I'll just run back. And I'm turning the corner towards, um, I was going to a pizza store, and I pull up onto a FedEx truck. And my right fender and right bumper were gone. Um, so I pull over, like, obviously I'm shaken up, I call my mother. Um, I drive back to work, you know, continue throughout the day. One of the kids asked me, like, are you okay? Like, you look kind of like you're breathing hard. And which I was, because I was panicking, but I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't spend an hour on the phone with insurance right now. Um, so I took, um, I finished my work day. Um, one of my kids happened to have been sick out that day, so that's when I made the insurance claim. Um, in between driving from the elementary school to the high school, I took pictures of it for the insurance company. And then drove home with a giant piece of metal hanging off the side of my car. Um... And then I got a quote from the inspector on Friday morning, drove it to the mechanic. Um, and then they cover rental insurance. So I was like, hey, great, you know, 
let me reserve a rental spot for myself, but I couldn't do it online for some reason. So I had to spend an hour on hold, literally an hour, before I got on the phone with someone. I ended up tweeting at them in the meantime. I tried calling them from a different number. I tried emailing them. I tried doing it on their website because nothing was working. And I finally got on the phone with someone, and he basically just told me, yeah, you can go wherever you want. We're just going to reimburse you. Like, we have a relationship with Enterprise. We don't re- we don't recommend using the one by the airport because they can often sneak in a hidden fees or whatever. But we're, we'll cover you up to $50 per day. We don't cover extra gas. We don't we don't cover gas. We don't cover extra mileage. We don't cover extra insurance, which shouldn't need to have us. We don't cover the safety deposit. But, you know, everything, like, you can just go wherever you want and then send us a receipt. I was like, oh, great. Only issue is, if you don't go to the one by the airport, Enterprise closes at 12.30 in the afternoon on Saturdays, which, as a Jewish person, it's an option for me, and they aren't open on Sundays, so I would have to wait till Monday morning. But I need a car tomorrow, well, today when this comes out, because I have two tutoring jobs, and I have a wedding to go to. So what I'm doing is, they made the reservation um, for Enterprise um, for Monday morning, I'm going to go pick it up, and... I'm renting a car from Avis for one day. Um, and it's it's, a, it's about $80, which for a day is a little bit of a lot. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and it was just very, like, I don't know what to do. Because it's kind of a paradox. The same thing with... Uh, you know, you need experience to get a job, you need a job to get experience, you need money to afford a car, and you need a car to afford to get a job, and you need a job to have money, or, like, it's so crazy how everything is just so, um, convoluted and conflicting, um, and, it's like, hitting the FedEx truck, I really didn't mention to a whole lot of people, um, and, um, I had, like, later that day, when I had gone back to work, I was obviously, like, still shaking up, my mind was moving faster than my mouth, my mouth was moving faster than my mind was, um, and so I was talking to my, the resource room coordinator, and another teacher, and I was like, oh, can you sign my time machine, she goes, oh, yeah, you know, why don't you just bring me, why don't I just sign it for you, and then you should make a bunch of, why don't I just sign one for you, and you should make a bunch of copies of that, Instead of me signing one for you every week, I was like, oh, but this one has a date on it. And I caught up. I was like, oh, you mean sign an empty one. And the teacher happens to be a former teacher. And she goes, I thought you were supposed to be smart. And I didn't mention it. It's, I'm not thinking straight because I got in a car accident today. I was like, oh, well, you know, my week's been kind of off. And she goes, and the research room coordinator who knew why, that my father, my grandfather had passed away um, because I told her I wasn't coming in that day. She, she goes, yeah, I'm very sorry about that. The teacher goes, why? What happened? I was like, oh, you know, my grandfather died on Monday. She goes, what? Like, I'm so sorry. And I hope this doesn't make me a horrible person that I was using um, grief as an excuse. I mean, honestly, hitting the FedEx truck is probably just lack of mental acuity um, because of grief. So I kind of skipped the middleman and just went straight for the grief excuse. Um, I don't know if that makes me a horrible person or not. I mean, it really is just like, what, how, how do I explain what I'm feeling if I can't name it. I don't know. I'm going to see Spider-Man on Tuesday. And I'm getting 
dinner with a friend who I haven't seen in a long time on Monday. Um, I also have two papers due this week, and I've seen Shirley do those papers tonight. Um, or I could do that Monday morning. Anyway, um, you know, it's just, um, I'm just, I'm going to see Spider-Man, so that should be exciting. Spider-Man was, um, my favorite of the Marvel solo series. Um, I mean, I like Doctor Strange, but it's only one movie, but I loved Spider-Man, um, Homecoming and Far From Home more than Black Panther movies, more than Captain Marvel, more than Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. I think that's it. I mean, and the Incredible Hulk, but barely bears mentioning. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just Tom Holland. He's, I mean, he's a good actor, and he's just, I'd love to see him on screen. Um, And Zendaya, jeez. Like, if anyone out there is attracted to multiple genders, like, Tom Holland and Zay are just the perfect people to look at. It's like if, it's it's like watching Hercules and Meg, or Jade and Beck. Like, anyone out there who's attracted to multiple genders, like, you're winning. Like, you're just winning. Like, life is just made for you. I guess a concept. I feel like being attracted to multiple genders would be the best for you. Because, like, just humanity in general, if everyone was. Because imagine only being attracted to half the world. Like, what a waste. I mean, obviously, like, people who aren't attracted to any genders or are on some slight scale of the asexual spectrum. Like, obviously, living doesn't require sex. You know, asexuality is completely valid. The same with aromanticism and any other ace, arrow demi, uh, any other sexuality that isn't purely sexual or romantic or dependent on another person in nature, um, you know, they're all completely valid. But that being said, when it comes to sexuality, it's just like, it would make a whole lot more sense if everybody was attracted to multiple or all genders, because why do you want your options limited? Like, if everyone was on the same page, just, like, everyone being into everyone, like, hello, Utopia, then you know you're really getting shot down for a real reason, not just, you know, either because you're actually ugly or because your personality just sucks that much, um, not because you happen to be in the other half of the population that you're, the person you're interested in isn't interested in. Like, there's a huge population of people who won't be attracting me just because I'm a boy. And, like, that sucks. You know? Like, why? Like, between purely gay women or purely straight men, um, like, it kind of sucks for you because I'm awesome. <laughs> no, but it's like, I don't know, what if I wanted a chance with you and now, like, I get shot down? Not because my personality is bad, which I don't think it is, not because I'm ugly, which I don't think I'm that ugly. But just because I'm a dude. Like, that's kind of... Seems like a wonky uh, design schematic. But then again, who am I to question why we are the way we are? I've become very blissful in my ignorance that way. That, um, you know, who am I to know? Who am I to know? 
or any of us to know why God did what he did, you know, like, who am I to question it, who am I to understand, very narcissistic to assume that you are worthy of understanding why he does what he does, and how he does it, anyway, um, that'll be it for me this week, follow me on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-A-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N, and on Twitter as at Samander underscore K, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. And um, you'll hear from me next week.